Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back after a July 4th weekend. A little bit of a Monday off. Feels like it's been forever. We we miss the people. I'm excited for the show tonight. We've got, of course, with me, as always, my co-founder, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, welcome back. Cheers. Thank you. You know, it's uh, it, it's... It's been missing. We've been missing that music because even when we did our recorded show Wednesday, Coop was like, nah, you guys don't need that. We're just going to give you the short version. But like, we do need that. You know, I'm sure they noticed we just weren't as amped up. And obviously the chat has a major role there, but that music, let's go. It just, it feels like it's been too long. I guess it has been over a week now since we've done a live show, which is the longest that we've gone in in quite some time. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks, if not months since then. So uh, it's good to be back. And yeah, we're going to touch on a ton of different topics today. We're going to talk through NBA Finals, your boy CP3 with a big first dub in game number one, big performance from him. We're going to talk through the showcase quest that's going on, conference finals pack coming up on Friday. We also have some other substantial drops in the NFT sports space with the, the Candy Lou Gehrig drop and the Andy Murray drop. So we've got, we've got some stuff to cover and uh, I'm excited to talk through it tonight, Justin. Yeah, people coming in hot in the chat with some movie quotes. I saw some Jaws. I saw some Kindergarten Cop. We even got some Dumb and Dumber. I don't even know if TJ knows why people are doing that. He's been so busy getting the show ready. I love it. Keep keep TJ on his feet. Uh, what did I miss? Did I miss something? <laughs> nah, you're good. We're just trucking along. Just keep on going. Just keep the train moving, baby. <laughs> keep the train moving. What, is there actually something going on here? We're just, you know, just people want some good karma points, some good karma pack. And uh, we got some good movie quotes and that's just, we're just rolling. We're going. All right. We're just, we're just keeping it moving. I have no idea what's going on. So that's great. And uh, okay. I see producer Coop's laughing in the background. <laughs> Clearly there's something going on that I am not privy to. You can't leave these two, two guys alone. Okay. We're going to be doing some giveaways at the end. We're going to be naming our own the moment horses. Oh. based on some some feedback from the people. And we got some, I think we landed in a, in a pretty good spot. So we're going to go through that later in the show. And yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the movie quotes coming through and I still don't know why. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, uh, let's start talking about the, the finals, right? So obviously I'm assuming that, that you're on Team Suns here, your boy, Chris Paul. I know that's where your heart is. Is that where your your head is too after the strong performance in game one? They're just a more complete team. And, um, you know, even even the Bucs when they're kind of clicking on all, all cylinders, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Giannis did look healthy, which really surprised me, going from doubtful to questionable. And then he actually looked pretty good. I think he was actually shooting his free throws better than we've seen all season. Um, but I just feel like the Suns are a more complete team. And if Chris Paul's got the eight, you know, just gonna keep putting up 30 plus points a game, what was he the I think the stat was he's the third player uh to put up more than 30 points at the age of 34 or something. Um, point God, like it, it's impressive what he's willing to do. And if he can actually take it to the next step um and bring home an MVP, uh just all pants off, pants off party. Yeah, would, would would really love to see that. I know that your bags would love to see that. I see the I see the tweet now. I was gonna oh, pull up there was this a final show quest. Oh. <laughs> now I see that this tweet went out. Best movie quote as your interest in the chat wins hundred pack karma points. Good good for everyone. This is basically 
equivalent to the exclamation point coupe when we're running the wheel. It just gets you all the karma. So make sure you guys do that. It's really going to have a, a pretty significant impact on who's going to win the giveaways later today. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the showcase quest here. because so, so this is what? The third time that we've seen this now where we've got these quests that are happening within the, the playoffs. And, you know, it's a little bit more you follow the games. You have to put in right now seven of the top ten scores from game one. Uh, this obviously expired earlier tonight, but just wanted to touch kind of on, you know, your thoughts on, I, I, I touched on this on my Friday show, but I enjoy, I think it's fun. I think it's a good way to get people engaged and, you know, keep them paying attention to the playoffs. Also building their showcases accordingly. They're not too difficult to complete them. So what, what do you think about the final showcase quest? And also, what, what happened to the, the one we were hoping for? It looks like that's not coming to fruition here. And maybe these quests were uh, the direction they decided to go instead. Yeah, I mean, a little disappointed that we're not getting that DFS element. I do think there'd be a bit more of the kind of strategy aspect. But on the other hand, we have been um, you know, kind of discussing how Top Shot has turned into being a very active highly engaged activity and i think if you then add that other kind of complex game element to it it maybe makes things too tough and right now their prioritization is not for uh, the hardcore fans it's the ones who are kind of new to top shot and uh maybe a bit more casual so i think this makes sense uh for us um i think that you know we know they're going to keep the quest going it probably isn't going to be top 10 scores every night but here's the thing, there are only so many statistical categories, there's only so many people who are getting minutes. So if you really wanna stay ahead of this and not have to chase, because we do see that the moments do increase in price by a few dollars or whatever after each, uh, you know, once we find out who's in the quests, you can just go out and buy like the top 12, 14 guys who are getting the minutes. And like, you're pretty much guaranteed to be able to complete the quest by that. Um, and it's all of the quests. And so yes, it's nice to be able to have a chance at getting one of those 100 playoff packs, um, but then you also want to increase your amount of lottery tickets to actually get those, uh, maybe the legendary, maybe the rare pack. Yep. Shout out to Ben and chat quest forever game keeps it fresh. Something to look forward to definitely agree with that. Also shout out to the people talking about my clock. Yes, it is the return of the clock. I'm back in my humble abode in Philadelphia. I know that there's, there's someone out there that told me that my clock is too low on the wall, but, uh, it, it, it has remained where it was. And I've been I've been on a couple like actual work calls, and I ask people what the, what their thoughts on my clock height placement is. So shout out to whoever was the first person to bring that it's up. So low. I mean, you can. The worst part is that you even put a chair there to give perspective on how low it is. Like, but it's like equivalent with my TV. You guys missed the TV. The TV's like you got to see yeah. the whole thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't want a TV to be too high, but even I'm looking at my TV. It's like it's still higher than. Maybe know, my like TV's my too low. Maybe we need to do a, a redesign of the interior of my home here. There you go. Welcome back to Philly. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, so I mean, other than that, it's been it's been on the slower side in Top Shop. So the, the other thing is that we have the playoff pack that is going to be coming out. Here we go. Conference yeah. finals playoff packs coming out on Friday. Uh, I think, you know, we have not seen exactly what moments are going to be coming in as a part of these. We see that there's 100 and just under 140K packs. 
which was compared to, I think there was 185K last time and they did not sell out, at least not right away. So a little bit of a lower number. And if they don't sell out, there's a possibility of, of getting two here. So what, what are your thoughts, Justin, overall on the fact that we're seeing less packs here, the fact that the previous ones didn't sell out? Do we think they did sell out. Selected? They did sell out. Eventually. I want to make sure that's right. clear. Um, it Eventually. took an extra day or two. They had to put out an extra email to tell people, um, but have people say, seen people said on Twitter, like, you know, all the, you know, they had to lower them because they didn't sell out. They did sell out. So just keep that in mind. It did just take a little longer. Um, you know, and I mean, hey, at the end of the day, we know what they're trying to drive towards. It's nothing new. It's the same thing that Rohan's been saying. Like they still want to kind of activate their new users and through playoff packs during the NBA playoffs, during the NBA finals, like that's the right time and the right way to do it. Um, people who are like saying like, you know, it's, oh, tongue, you know, maybe they should just decrease the amount of packs or something rather than giving people the opportunity for that second. Like, I don't know. I mean, it just personally you that might incentivize you like it may make you happier because you think okay it's more scarce and stuff but at the end of the day they're still doing what they feel is best for the platform and it provides the users and hey if it gives us an opportunity to get the second pack and from what we've seen um even at the 14 you know whatever the price point ends up this is 14 dollars, whatever that price point is in the teens we're still seeing that be you know a plus cv pack so hey if you get the chance to get that second go for it um the one thing that's interesting here is that not every pack will have a guaranteed um, moment from the conference finals. So it looks like while you're guaranteed, to, so it's three moments, you're guaranteed to get two playoff moments. That doesn't mean that one is definitely going to be from the from those eight conference finals. Because if we do a quick math right now, uh, eight total conference finals moments, we're saying eight times 12. So that gives you out to 96,000, assuming that it's a 12,000, but it may even be a lower mint than that. Uh, so we're looking at somewhere between probably 80 and 96,000 um, of the conference finals moments. Total packs is 138. And I think total packs is actually 150 when you include the ones being held out. So we're looking at 60 or so percent of the packs that actually will have that conference finals moment. Um, so I think that's kind of cool that like it does add scarcity to those conference finals while still providing this new pack to activate users. So that is there kind of that helpful aspect to this scarcity. Yeah. And I think there's a fun element to like, okay, I don't know exactly what's going to be in this pack. Like if I open one with one of the conference finals moments, then it's makes it even more exciting. So it looks like we got some people in the chat saying that they're going to try and get two packs. I'm certainly going to be trying to get two myself. We've also got Ben on fire today. Collector score is now updated on the team section. Ben Ben does not work for OTM for the record, but he is correct in ben that. He knows how to shill to get his name yeah, on the show. Thanks. Yeah, Ben. Well you're done, doing a good job. You keep doing this. I'm going to keep putting your stuff onto the screen. What, a, what a, a sharp move there. But, yes, we did add the collector score. So we, we added the team section last week. I think that was last week. Yep. We put out a tweet about that. But then what we also added now is the collector score that you get for completing each of the various sets. And that also includes some kind of boosts here, right? So what we see at this top example with the Lakers, if you complete the full team set, in order to do that, you also by default will be completing series two. And therefore you automatically will be getting the series two bonus. So that's why we give this that total of, 894 and then you can sort by this dollar per point to kind of see if you're looking to maximize your collector score what the cheapest teams to stack are going to be 
And uh, this is something that we're going to keep keep trying to tweak with because I think that the collector score is obviously super important. I think that the team sets is something that's really interesting and something that we uh, continue we will continue to see the Top Shot team leveraging. So if people haven't checked that out, uh, definitely give it a look, and it'll help you in, in making some of your decisions as we look to improve our collector scores and just collect team sets. Yeah, and especially because we're now seeing the steps continue being taken towards these different tracks. So for the queues where, based off your collector score, you may have a better chance in that portion of the queue to uh, get a pack. And so, you know, this allows for people to see not only, you know, a, you, know you go find out what your collector score is, you figure out how many you need, and this kind of gives you that cheapest path to get there. And I think as we have the rare and legendary packs uh, drop still coming for us too, um, I think this will be a nice tool um, to help with. And then just to, to close out the previous, so thanks to Ty who said, uh, conference finals moments are 11,250 mint. Uh, so I believe that actually does come out then times eight is 90,000. Uh, so 90,000 out of the 150 does come out to about the 60% uh, for your chance of getting, if you get a pack, you get about a 60% chance then of getting one of those Western conference or Eastern or Western conference finals moments. Very cool. Question here. Do you think team set collectors for bonus with stacking stick around for, for S3? It's it's a little hard for us to speculate, but I, I think we, we think team set, yes. Yeah, we I think, think team sets, set yes. is gonna be involved. Team sets yeah. and sets, I'm pretty sure are gonna have value. Now, will it exist in exactly the same way that it does today? Maybe not, but I think that there will continue to be advantages to owning some function of the of the team sets. Right. I think so too. Because their intent was still the same. We want to reward fandom. We want to reward people who are, you know, getting these whole sets, whether it's that you know actual series and then it's more of your fandom or your experience with top shot or the team. It's your fandom in that team. Um I think where they kind of just a little uh, had a sour taste in the mouth is seeing the oh okay well let me just go find as much of that one moment and just stack that one moment and like it's not quite the activity that they I think they want to incentivize. So that's where they maybe might do some tweaking. Um, but then it's also tough and just like, okay, what is the right solution? Then don't think it's really just that cut and dry. Um, but you can tell, you know, hey, what we put on the website is uh, us making a bet on what we think is going to be lasting. We obviously wouldn't have built this out if we think this is going to be gone in the next week or two. Um, but then again, that's just, you know, what, what we think is going to be important to go forward. Yeah, so definitely check that out. I think there's some some good stuff there. All right. Anything else on the packs, or do you want? Do you have anything to say about the current challenges going um, on? I know that touch, one I, thing I, I gotta say, say, spot on that you were just the Herzig bot yet again, just completely nailed the projections on the MGLE and Hollow Icon challenges. So, clap to you. Well done. It went well. Went well. However. It has now, you know, led to what we've done in the past. But why we're not releasing any Hollow Nine challenge analysis is because occasionally what we want to do is test to see whether or not, you know, those. Because do you have the tweet of how accurate they were? Like they were stupid accurate. And part of that gives us a level of concern of that. It, are they that accurate because they're actually shaping the market? Are they accurate because people are seeing those and then that's creating maybe, you know, it creates a floor and people are like, oh, I don't want to list lower than that because that's what OTM says the value should be. Or they drop to that floor because people are like, oh, well, let me get to there so I can sell it. But and at that. And uh, so that's why what we're doing right now with the Hollow Nine is we've run the analysis. 
behind the scenes. We've done it. I know what it looks like. And now we're going to see what happens after the actual challenge to see where that movement goes and compare, you know, just in the grand scheme of things, how accurate are we when we actually release it and when we don't? Because if we see that, you know, um, I'm going to make up a hypothetical, but let's say we had these three moments that we're all going to drop. We expect them to drop 30%. And without releasing that analysis, we see, oh, no, they actually only dropped 10%. Or they kind of maybe 15 or 12, whatever it is. Um, that's a data point that we want to use to be like, hey, maybe these, you know, are actually impacting the market. And that's why it was so accurate. Historically, when we've done this, what we've seen is that whether or not we release it or we, whether or not we release it, the end result is about still the same. The prices still go to about that same level. Like our accuracy doesn't change much. The only thing that really changes how quickly we got there. So with the MGLE from last time, immediately when we put out the analysis within about four hours, it went from a massively negative EV challenge to about break even, maybe even positive. Um, but the final result, we still believe would have gotten to the same place. Um, so that's what we're doing with this analysis now. Uh, we will definitely talk about this in the future just to kind of give a, hey, so what happened? Um, whether or not we put it in a written form in Discord or on the site or something uh, or on a show, we'll see. Uh, but that's, just wanted to give a little transparency into what's going on behind the scenes. That's especially interesting for the, the higher dollar, smaller people ones, right? I mean, the hollow, you've literally got less than 50 people that are in there. You've got less than 200 that are in there for the rare challenges. So you know, it's just a few tweaks here and there can, can impact the whole market. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah. and I think like Ryan gave an interesting note, like, Hey, I wish I could afford MGL or hollow challenges. I mean, it is a large amount of capital for a, you know, what we're doing in this space with top 10 NFTs, but what's worthwhile to paying attention to these is it impacts a lot of people, even the ones who are not trying to complete it. Because if you were in that pack drop and you have one of those moments, it's definitely impactful for you to consider, you know, if I want to sell this, should I do it before? And should I do it during it? Should I hold it? Uh, for people in the MGLE that maybe want to try to do on the quicker flip side, maybe there's an opportunity because you see that, hey, this moment is in demand. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to buy one, two, a couple of those and sell it later on as the kind of demand increases. Uh, so yes, they are helpful if you're trying to complete it, but I think they're also very helpful for people who are just kind of, uh, you know, even involved in one or two moments within that challenge. Shout out to Jonathan. Hit the like button if you enjoy the show. We, we certainly... Do appreciate that. Thank you, Jonathan, for, for doing God's work in the chat there. All right. I want to uh, want to pivot here a little bit outside of, of just Top Shot, just because I think that we've covered the majority that was going on. There was no office hours from the Dapper team last Friday. Things were a little slow with the holiday weekend. I did. I, I wanted to pull up this one thread, and I, I did the little, little thread roller here, but from Chris, Christopher Smith on Twitter. So shout out to, to Chris there. This was a, a thread that we quote tweeted and it's a really long one. So I'm not going to read through every single thing, but it's just kind of about overall NFT strategy and, you know, how you should think about things. And basically at the end of the day, what he does is break down his view of four different kind of types of people in NFT, in his opinion, again, the trader, the investor, the collector, and the artist. So I thought it was a super interesting breakdown. Uh, you know, bottom line is that for each person, it's kind of important to identify which of these buckets that that you fit into, how you want to approach, whether it's Top Shot or other NFTs as a result. 
the, the trader aspect is interesting because it basically talks about, hey, if you want to be in there trading NFTs the same way as if you want to be day trading, you know, stocks or crypto or being like active in, in any thing at a high level, you need to know what you're doing and you're going up against people that, that really know what they're doing. So I thought that, that one was interesting. My guess is most people yeah. fall somewhere between investor and collector. And the trading was most interesting to me because it was more than just like what's going on up here. It's basically, have you built a brand that you are then moving the market with? And I thought that was pretty interesting from a transparency stance because it's true. Like a lot of these avatar projects, you have influencers who have built a brand who have the ability to profit simply from a couple tweets here and there right in those purchases. And it's not always about trying to screw over like your customers. And there's not like the most nefarious intentions or anything among all these people, but it's just very clearly, hey, the people who are trading have these means beyond just kind of, oh, let me evaluate that project. They also often have relationships with the ones who are doing it. There are people who are getting stuff behind the scenes for free and then being paid to shill. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, if you want to, I mean, let's see, I think he talked about like some of his friends, um, we scroll down. I, I, I like what he put here. He's like, call yeah. them whales, call them influencers, any label you want. There are people with leaned in social media followings. They can leverage these to help promote their own bags. Huge advantage that most people don't have. Like, yeah, people complain about the whales and stuff. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. Yes, that is a thing that that does and can happen. Right. And this was a good one here. And this doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it, but just someone with a large following gets into a project. The project did not do well. So that person then talked about why they liked the project, could have been being 100% honest. They probably were honest. It's a reason why they got into it. Their positivity around it then kickstarts it and makes it successful. So their risk aspect, you and I am not, I'm not going to say, but the majority of people here, like, obviously this is not some, we are not into avatar NFT projects, but just saying in general, like people who are buying them, uh, you don't have the ability to go put out a couple tweets that then change the market. So your risk area, you know, your risk pers perspective, um, your risk, I can't even talk right now. Um, your risk profile, profile works. Your risk profile yeah, is substantially increased because when things go poorly, you can't get out of it while some of these other people have the ability to just by talking about yeah, risk appetite. Thanks, Scoop. Um, <laughs> just by talking about something they like. And uh, I think a, I don't want to say a good example, um, but something you know, noteworthy. So Gary V is involved in one of the avatar, likes one of the avatar projects. And he came out vo vocally and said two days ago, hey, this is a project I'm really into. And I think he ended up buying like 40 or so of them. I think it's one of the first avatar projects that I've heard him being really a proponent of and getting actively involved besides his own. And without a doubt, that has led to a ton of just excitement around it. And that project will probably be successful, at least in the short term, because enough people are just kind of in that ecosphere of like believing it's going to be successful. Uh, these are in I guess I'm going on a bit of a rant just with the whole avatar aspect. Um, Love it. But it's, 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 you just got to understand like, what is your, you know, what's your leverage? What is your strength here? And then in some situations, like what can you do when the worst thing happens and you got to manage that risk. So, yeah, I know on your, on Friday, on your tilting, on your um, podcast. TV, yeah, I tilted you about the getting... avatar stuff. I did. I didn't mean to. I, I think I just did exactly what you just did. Maybe we're just jealous. 
because we're not in on it. Corey says, please don't start shilling the cool cats. I will say that Neil, Neil did buy a cool cat. <laughs> no, we're not shilling. We're not I'm just shilling. saying. I'm not shilling. I haven't bought one. But uh, he's like, he like loves it. And then he's just telling me every time the floor goes up, he like pings me. And I'm like, I get it. You're, you're doing great. And I uh, did it buy one. But yeah, I don't know. The Avatar thing, I, I'm super interested in how even – Six, maybe not even six months from now. By the at the end of this year, what do what does the NFT avatar landscape look like? It's gonna be. Are they just gonna keep being more and more and more? I heard there's like a duck one now. It's just there's a goat one coming. Now I'm raining again. Um, no, no, here. I think that's a great picture and that's a great that's a great question. Uh, here's saw the comment. Um, I believe similar to when you have a new technology and you know have startup companies and stuff like because really they're not much different than kind of like startup companies uh there will be some that are very successful um but then i think majority of them are going to go down to i don't want to say go down to zero but they're just going to get to a place where there's not liquidity and it's just a kind of race to the bottom to sell out of it uh if you can identify so from a long-term play if you can identify what those are awesome especially if you can do it early on from a short-term play Gosh, that's not my sweet spot. I don't know. But there is definitely opportunity to be had here. There's definitely people making a lot of money in this. Um, just not not my strength and not something I'm going to speculate on. Yeah. No, definitely agree. It's a- what I will speculate on is, thank you, Caleb. Shout out to me for streaming during the Lightning game and not being distracted by the game as there's 22 seconds left in the first period. Okay, what's up? Also, yeah, look at I the know. shirt. Justin's definitely just watching the Lightning game during all of this. That's Lord why Stanley. I couldn't. That's why I couldn't think of a word after risk. Probably. He was probably watching a big play in the Lightning game. But you see this Lord Stanley with the manatee? Like Lord Stanley's not done tanning. We still got another year of this. I mean, I would not be surprised. The Lightning are just good. They're just very good at hockey. Love to see it. Love to see it. Go. Um. Okay. Let's give a. Go so, Chris, let's go Habs. Yeah. To, to put a bow on this avatar, uh, take a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we have now done an analysis of over 100 NFT projects, and a lot of those are avatar-based. And uh, this is some internal research that we're doing um, that we'll, we'll probably publish eventually. But it is just crazy to learn about the dynamics of all these projects and uh, just really trying to understand what makes them successful. Why are some successful and some others aren't why are some actually picking up the levels of engagement and some like people just have never heard of and to the average eye things you know to, to the outsider like the art looks very similar the project looks very similar the characteristics are similar like what are the things that break up and that's one of the things that you know just from an educational stance and for us to better understand and i think people probably saw um people probably saw some of the tweets that we put out recently around the artists and we're trying to work with uh, some artists to uh, connect them with some of the, you know, some athletes and some major brands around some NFT projects. And before we can actually enter that space and have a, you know, confidence and, you know, really believe what we're saying, we wanted to do that level of analysis. So that's what we're probably, we're doing right now. And it is very interesting to, uh, to, to dissect um, kind of the, the formula for success here. Yeah. There's just, there's so many out there and only so many of them are going to, to succeed. And, you know, Justin, you, you may even be, be speaking about this at some point, if I understand correctly. I don't know if I'm supposed to tease that. Eh, it's okay. Yeah, I it's fine. Um, but like, if you're going to tease that, I'm going to tease the more far more exciting thing. 
because if I say this out loud, we have to do it. Um, what are you about to do? November 1st to the 3rd, there's a conference in New York City called the NFT NYC. Um, if anybody is going to be in New York or in that area, I think we're going to hold an OTM meetup for one of those nights. Just uh, you know, get the community together, people that are either at that conference or just in the New York area, uh, get a chance to meet a lot of the people in the community. Um, still a couple months, we'll plan it out. We'll definitely give more details. Um, pretty, pretty pumped about it, but that's going to be fun. Yeah. So shout out any any New York area people. We'll be getting together. Now we have to do that. We'll, uh, I said it. I said we'll it. Make something happen. You set it out, put it out in the universe. It was like the time I said I was giving away my Kyrie Irving, and then now I don't have a Kyrie Irving. All right. Uh, and yeah, just to, to put a, a bow on that that thread, I think it's just important. Like I think a lot of people, if if I'm understanding correctly, likely fall within the somewhere in between the investor and collector, right? Like everyone obviously is hoping that the value of their moments go up, but at the same time, collecting what we love, as uh, we like to say. And I mean, that's really the the number one thing right now. And then also. As I think we're just going to see things continue to evolve in the NFT space with real world utility and, you know, beyond just the collectible aspects. I think that's the direction that, that this space is heading. Yeah. Yeah. sounds good. All right. Should we talk about these other NFTs that dropped this week? Because we had the, the Andy Murray and we had the, the MLB candy Lou Gehrig drop. So yeah. curious your thoughts on, on how those went. And is there anything in particular I should be sharing? Um, yeah, you can just yeah, go to the we one book like, Go to the We Not New because there's some cool utility that we could probably talk through. Um, there's a lot of drops that happen from the NFT space, and even there's a lot in the sports space. But the reason why we kind of want to highlight these two are because these two have companies behind them that are pretty large companies that we think are going to continue to make waves going forward. Uh, so first off, this one uh, company is We New, so we.new is their website. And this is Beeple's, um, his kind of NFT company that he's built probably from part of that $69 million after his sale. Uh, and so he's created a large company around this. And their first major, major drop client is both Andy Murray and the Wimbledon. And so with this drop, my favorite thing about it is the level of utility that they added for each of these. Uh, so the number one edition size overall uh, sold for 177,000 and Coop was the person you said, correct. Do we have this? Do we have this guaranteed? Um, but I believe it was Pranksy who actually is the person who bought this. Um, but it was a bidding war. So like it still got bid up to 177,000. I'm pretty sure he did it also with a pseudonym, um, for whatever reason, so there wouldn't be a bidding war. I don't know. Uh, but I think that's just awesome. It's obviously a way for Pranksy also to support. I think this project, um, he was very supportive of it even before the drop. But then all the others too, for the 2050 and 100, uh, the 2050 100 all had real world utility as well. The 100 received a signed card from Andy Murray. Uh, the 50, I believe, included, the 50 and 20, I think both included tickets to an upcoming Wimbledon game, maybe even some VIP stuff. Uh, so it was that nice combination. And the one uh, includes like a lesson or a half hour hitting session with Andy Murray as well as a lot of other stuff. So it was a cool project to show there's, hey, you can add that level of utility. Um, I personally ended up buying 10 of the $500 ones, um, which they're kind of kind of cool. I have no idea what I'm going to do with them. 
Um, I don't even know if there's a marketplace, if I'm able to sell them, if I'm able to gift them, it is uh, not done through like OpenSea or anything like that. So it's all done through their platform. Uh, but I figured, hey, uh, I think it'd be, a, you know, so much of these projects is just a low risk with major upside. Um, and so that's why I ended up buying those 10. I'll hold on to them and we'll see what we do with them. Here's the Praxy tweet. So he there tweeted out. Andy Murray responded to him. See you on the court. So there you go. And uh, so it's not counting the not counting the auction. They sold out in less than five minutes. Uh, so this was a oh, and you were able to do it with credit card. So once again, we are seeing easier on ramp to make these purchases. I connected my MetaMask, had some issues with that actually, and thankfully still was able to use a credit card um, and make that sale. So uh, make, make that purchase. So that was a, a nice nice addition. And the second, yeah. or anything there before we go? Yeah. No, that's good. I was going to transition by shout out to Fran Millionaire in the chat. Got Lou Gehrig, number 27 out of 100. So we've got we've got people in the streets out there looking at these. I like that. So uh, the other one is a partnership, new partnership between MLB and Candy. Uh, this is Candy's new company being uh, you know, owned, developed by Gary V and uh, is it? Michael Rubin, Gary V, and one other, um, Michael Rubin, Joseph Rubin, one of those two, um, and then one other person. And so they have a large partnership with the MLB. Basically, Wax and uh, like some of the you know tops or whatever uh, gets like the physical cards. Candy gets access to anything else from the MLB. So I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more in this space uh, around actual events that happen like you know major milestones because MLB is such more of an event driven sport unlike NBA which you have what you know 50 100 different events within that game MLB it's far fewer maybe a couple home runs a game it, they're going to have more of the okay this person broke record this person set a milestone this is some new transformative thing whatever it is uh, and I don't think we're going to see the same dynamic of candy as top shot with that kind of ecosystem aspect, but there's going to be a larger, just continued, uh, rollouts of various NFTs. Uh, I also tried to make some purchases here. Uh, unfortunately they announced it going live, I think like 13 or 16 minutes before it actually happened. And, uh, I was on the way to the grocery store and unable to make purchase. So congrats to Fran on getting one of yours. Uh, those, uh, let's see those busts, I guess, sold for $250 and I don't know how quickly they sold out, but they eventually did. And there is one auction still going on right now. That last I checked was at around $26,000. Um, downside here is as far as I can tell, there's no real utility other than your money is being used as a donation, uh, for, I don't know if it's the Lou Gehrig's fund or something around Lou Gehrig's, um, you know, foundation. Uh, okay, so still on three minutes. Awesome. Um, so there's minimal utility here, which I would kind of like to see more going in the future, whether or not candy is going to come into play of that or just be fully NFTs, we'll see. Uh, but it's interesting just to see the two projects going on within the same week and just kind of comparing between the two and both having their same level of success. Yeah, interesting stuff. Good to see. You know, I think we're both very supportive of or very bullish on when the big brands are behind the NFT drops, right? Not just the the one-off Rob Gronkowski drop, the one-off Patrick Mahomes drop, the the Dame Lillard one that didn't work out. Like when there's some sort of 
backing behind it, some sort of community being built around it. And you know that it's not just going to be a one-time thing. And we, we expect both of these to, to come up with future projects going forward. So uh, just wanted to, to touch on those on this show. Yep. And Candy in their Discord earlier today teased that they're going to have some more upcoming drops very soon. Um, so there is a Discord for that if people are interested. Um, just another thing to kind of keep an eye out. See. There we go. Martin knows what's up. Like the stream, everybody. If you're liking it, go ahead. Hit the like button. Chill away here. Justin, do we transition into the the horses and packs and giveaways portion here? Do we have anything else that, that we want to make sure that we touch on? We didn't touch on Jay Miner's question. Um, oh, you're right. I have that even queued up here. Yeah. I think that's a great question. Shoot, I, I should have done that earlier, but we can go back to it. It's all it's all top We're all good. Let's do it. Um, My bad. I, I no, had this queued up and everything, and I totally forgot about it. All right. So Jay Miner in Discord put this question out a few hours ago. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. So the question is, over the last 7 to 10 days, S1 performance has deviated from S2, so S2 holding, S1 dipping. Do you attribute that to the Quest games and or any other key factors? Do you have a different outlook for each set? Um, yeah, I think it's a very good question, and I didn't have an answer right away. And uh, so I did want to take a couple time, uh, you know, a little time, about an hour or so, to kind of dig into this. Uh, TJ, if you could first walk us through, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. Just something on the site? Yeah, yeah, I've got them up on my screen right now, okay. though, so we'll go. Um, yeah. All right. So Shout let's out to take- Jay Miner. Good question. And yeah. Jay Miner, always, always super active, super sharp in the Discord, so... One of the right. OGs. The browser can't OGs. access your screen. Okay, we're going to go full screen. Let's try this once more. All right. So here's series two. Um, Let me pull this off uh, the screen. Yeah, I'm going to do full screen so I can share these two together at the same time and okay. just take that risk that nothing crazy happens while I'm sharing my entire computer. <laughs> Always the fun. All right. So here's one. And then. Okay. Can we see this? We're good. Yeah, that looks good. Okay. Um, so series one and series two, this is both right now from a seven day time frame. Let's take them both out to a month. Because first I wanted to just see like, I mean, obviously I trust J-Miner, but I want to see it for myself because we can do the seven-day pretty easily, but just to see what's happening. Um, and it does look like S1 has taken, you know, that uh, just steady decline as we've seen. Um, and then, uh, okay, maybe we've got a tiny bit of upward momentum at the very beginning of like the last like 12 hours. Uh, for the most part, it still has kind of dipped a bit. While if we kind of zoom in, I mean, if we take a look at that in series two, it's actually from end of... June, end of June, about 6485. Yeah, so you got down to like 6400 and stuff. It's almost held and almost went up a little. Um, so it is true. And the question becomes like, why is this? Um, my first hypothesis was that, hey, as he said, like, is it the quest that are actually driving this? Um, is it more something like the judge has been talking about where it's just like, okay, series one people are selling? Uh, so I kind of wanted to dig a bit deeper into what this looked like. Um, this is going to look really ugly from an Excel, but I'm just 
all I did is I pulled an Excel dump of all the moments from S1 and S2 and just kind of kind of see like, okay, what is actually happening? And so this column here is the percent change. And I believe right now we are looking at where the price is. So this is going to be S1. Um, 51 of the moments are up over the, over the past week, 219 are down. And so on average, they're down around 6%. Median is also 6%. So you're not seeing much change there. But overall, I think the big takeaway here is majority, a strong majority are down over that time period. So it's not just like you have, because I was also curious, are there just a few outliers that are driving those prices? Um, but it doesn't seem like that. It just seems like S1 across, majority are down. When we take a look at S2, we've got the same stuff here. Um, the average is that they're up 3%. The median is that it's zero. So there are some, a, a couple here that are driving that average up versus the median. Uh, and that's likely driven by the quest, which is what we see. We've got what, seven moments that are 70% are up. And all of those are Suns or one Milwaukee buck. So it makes sense for the quest that those are driving a bit of the price here. But I think what was interesting is 132 are up while only 99 are down over those seven days. So it's not just the quests because in reality, that negative and positive actually should even out about the same because if you look at the bottom, you're going to see the teams that got eliminated last, you know, in the conference finals are going to be down. But across the market, the series two are actually doing better. Um, so I don't know, my my thoughts here is that no, it's not the quest that's really driving this. It has some impact, but there's more to the story than that. And uh, I haven't had a chance to go look, but the I next think, thing I want to yeah, go for I it. I think this might explain it that Mike just said in chat. Okay. Because the S2, so Vikes fan says, what about all the playoff moments being added? Isn't that adding market cap? So when you look at the S2 lowest ask, if there's more, if you're just looking at the volume of the lowest ask over time, more moments being added adds to the quote unquote okay. price. That's fair, but a more than half the moments are increased in price over the yeah. last seven days. So it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't affect that, but it would right. impact to the original question of, of that. But yeah, it doesn't impact why. But for the past, so much. yeah, past seven days, it shouldn't impact either, right? Because what the last pack drop was at least. Yeah, it was over a week, over a week ago. Right. For sure. So from that stance, I mean, because then even if you're opening your packs later, that doesn't matter. Like the price is already of that moment already has its low ask and it's settled. Yeah. But there is something more at play because we're seeing um, what I say. It was. 50 out of 270 so we're, we're seeing like 20 percent 18 you know 18 percent of moments from s1 are up compared to the seven the 82 percent are down while on s2 we're seeing more than half are actually up oh yeah and you were just only looking at base sets that's that's correct also so that that's that, true that, too. That, those two are actually not completely different if if the original question was about overall s1 versus s2 but it's just about base set then yeah what you were just looking yeah, at has nothing to do to with play. moments so well, we can look into more. Yeah. So, I mean, like easy answer is it's not just the quests that has some impact. Right. And that's why we see the mean and medium being different there, but it's not the only factor. Um, and my then next guess would be uh, that it is a lot easier for the S1 prices to increase or decrease with lower, you know, liquidity or volume. Um, and so, as we said, yeah, if there are, you know, a few whales that are trying to get out and we do know some and they're just trying to sell like, they're going to have more of an impact in the market because you only need, I mean, 
Yeah, the S2, those prices when what the majority of S2 base set are probably between three and $15, like they're not going to move substantially because a couple people are trying to get or something because there's so many of those moments too. But with the S1, you do. And so uh, we'll continue to monitor it. I think to J Miner's intent of the question, um, like do I have, um, what was his actual wording? I don't know, but long-term my thesis, like my, my hasn't changed. So do you have a different outlook for each set? Long-term, no, no, uh, and, you know, okay. I have a different outlook for each set, but it hasn't changed. You know, I'm still far more bullish on S1. Um, in the short term wise, um, I think there's a bit of, probably a bit of noise in there. Uh, I think it's more of a positive that the S2 has kind of found maybe a bit of a floor and leveled off. Um, obviously, we'll see what's going to happen when we get into the off season and such. Um, and a lot of rest one is just we still have that impact of the people who got in early. People are still have you know a larger amount, and it's just part of the market. And unless we get a substantial amount of people that want to be buying S ones, um, and that can either be from the current customer base or future ones, but it just means to be people have confidence in that top shot. Um, I think that might, that might keep happening for us one. It's one of those things we talk about is how do we get out of this uh, positive feedback loop and by positive, that doesn't mean a good thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Good, good question from good question. Minor. J minor. And let's yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. yeah, let's get, let's get to the fun stuff. <laughs> I think, I think it'd be a good, maybe in a future podcast, whether it's next week or, or maybe we just wait till after the NBA finals, but I think it'd be good to do a little bit of deep dive into the off season and how we see kind of, things playing out there and what to expect. But we've still got exciting stuff coming on the rest of this way. I mean, we've got the the regular playoff pack drop coming this weekend, and then we have the rare and legendaries that we know are going to be coming at some point in the next couple of weeks and months. So we're, we're not, we're not out, of, out of S2 yet, but we're definitely getting close. Okay. All right. Do we open a pack first? Do we talk horses first? Um... Let's uh let's open a pack. Let's get it. Let's okay. let, let's rip. Uh, I've got my playoff pack. Do we want to do that? Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. Pack time, people. I have no playoff packs left. I have three base sets sitting. So I'm, I'm running low. I need to get hopefully get two this weekend. Have you been able to do any of the quests with your current account or I feel like I get close I'm, and I haven't been able to I get exactly. I always get close, but then I'm missing like some random person. Mikael Bridges is the one that's gotten yeah. me a couple times. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. Playoff pack. Let's do it up. Um, I don't know what the sound is going to be like, but I guess I'll give it a go in case. I forgot what Are this we? one was. Well, were you tracking the wheel here, Coop? Whatever you... How are we doing this? Are we doing a comments one? Um, I'll do a how combo. We we'll see how this goes and stuff. But uh, I know uh, we don't... So we definitely have, first off, a Kyle Kuzma from last time. Coop so, said yeah. dumb question in the chat. How rude, Producer Coop. Of course, Producer Coop is tracking... On his game. ...the chat. He's always on his game. If he has, if he has sleeves on, you know he's doing well. <laughs> Um, that's true that's true and uh, how do you qualify to win a moment you just did right there Fran. all you got to do is put your name in chat and coop is going to add you to the bowl out of the wheel he probably already has you because we even put you on the screen so you're good um kyle kuzma moment from our last show satoshi was nice enough to pay it forward and said uh he is generous for you know 
was very grateful for winning, but uh, generous in that he wanted to pay it forward. So we will be gifting that to someone in chat today. Um, and then uh, based off what we get, we'll kind of see uh, whether we do some more chat, whether we uh, throw in a comment one as well. Uh, we'll have some fun. Are we ready? Let's do it. Chat's getting pumped. Make right. sure you're getting in the mix, chat. Oh, this is a good one. A good jam. All right. Love it. Love Before it. I'm hype. I'm hype. Let's uh, I'll start in the middle. A little middle out. Start off the middle. We got a ooh, two, two, three, three, two. Jalen Brunson with the three on January 22nd. Gosh, look at all that numerology. Boom. On the 22nd. Yeah, wow. A lot of twos two, two. and a lot of threes. Two three to pointer. three. All right, that's a fun one. Someone can uh, someone can come up with something more creative. One or three, where we're we finishing. Uh, let's go one now. Ooh, one, 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 three. Ben Macklemore. Ooh, another, another three pointer. Little kick out jumper. Boop. Oh, it's really just a LeBron assist. I mean, look at look yeah. at that zoom in. You get the LeBron oh, assist and a right there. It's so funny. Like if that was called a LeBron assist, it would. It would be just a completely different thing. Right. And like, and that's what's a sick the difference? Assist. Yeah, exactly. And look, oh, they even zoomed in on LeBron at the end. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> that's a number one, 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 three LeBron James moment, people. Top shot <laughs> debut. Okay. Yeah. Last one. That's, that's unreal. Number three, three, two, six, six, AD. AD. I like All it. All right. All right. Oh, we've it's seen good. this one. We ripped this one, I think, last time. This is good. Yeah, the little behind the back. Yeah, I Ooh. think I ripped this one in my pack. I like it. I like, I like it. that one. Okay. Good moment. I am going to keep that LeBron James one more so just because I definitely do not have any Ben Baclemore in my account. And uh, since I'm not buying, that's my way of collecting. But uh, Jalen Brunson and AD, let's definitely get those. AD will do for the chat. And then uh, – Let's do both these for chat, and uh, maybe we'll figure something else out for uh, some comments afterwards. Sounds good. All right, chat. Double the chances to win here. All right, are we going to do those now, or uh, do we want to save it for after? Ooh. Maybe we'll go to yours, Teach. You'll, you'll rip your pack, yeah. and then we'll do all of a uh, bring coop with a wheel on at the end and just go through. Yeah, and talk about our horses. Okay, perfect. I'll rip one. We'll bring Coop onto the screen. We'll spin the wheel. We'll talk about horses. We'll get you guys out of here. What do you think? Release 39, 32, or 30? 30, 32. We've had all those threes and twos. That two, 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 three, three, two. It's been a, a three and a two kind of night. All right. Let's see what we do here. All right. Base set, pack. All right, where we start? Start, start number three. We're going backwards. All right, two, one, two, four, one. Zero, seven. Kawhi, nice. Like that. Knows his spot. Little Drano with the mask on. Love it. All right, that's a solid, solid start. start. Solid start. Follow that line. Oh, Ooh, that's low. Okay. okay, there. So this is a top shot debut for Dorian Finney. Two fifty one. Two fifty one. Okay. Okay. 
We'll take that. That's solid. We'll take that. And what are we finishing with? Okay, 6065. Oh, another top shot debut for Nathan Knight. Racking up the badges. Little dunk. Oh, oh, almost got the block too. That's a, that's a fight. All right, Nathan. All right. We got two badges. Oh, we got that's right, triple badge. There you go. Rookie. Rookie, rookie. All a right. Triple badge, but not really a triple badge. Oh, yeah, because it's not the wait. Because it's Why, not how's that possible? Because it's not that his... debut. I know it's, it's been from... so long since we've had like the slash 4K triple badges. Right. Not from his first game. Because it's not his first game. Right. It's been a while. I know. It has, it has been a while. It feels like... I guess we won't see that again until like the start of next season <laughs> with new rookies in their first game. Yeah. Oh, Arnie likes that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't be stealing uh, all the ETR bits. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Let's give a look at the Kawhi. Are we going to do one of these for after then? So let's do the Kawhi for the comments then um, okay. for people Sounds who aren't able to watch it live. And then uh, we'll do the AD and the other one that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so we'll spin for those two. We'll spin for the Kuzma. That'll be for the chat. So chat has a chance at winning those three. And uh, then we got some Zed stuff that we got to give out. Yeah, there it is. The Jerry Bar. Sergeant Stogie's an EZR fan. I mean, it has a golden doodle to too. So. <laughs> yeah, we just we can't can't take that bit. All right, producer Coop, why don't you join us on stream? Let's get the wheel going. The people Should want to I, see uh, your face. Okay, because I've got the Z horses as well. The final names that we ended yeah. up going with. But, you want to uh, do that first, and then we'll spin the wheel. But we should have yeah, Coop we'll on spin. for the names too. Because Coop we'll was, spin the wheel at the end. Was very involved. So, in you guys gave us some fantastic names. We will start off going with what were TJ and Coop's favorite because each person that got one of the favorites from those two will receive a moment from them. And then if anybody had a horse that I named my – gave a name for one of the horses that I named, I will gift you a moment too. Who wants to start between you two? Yeah, I can go. I can I can start. I uh, I don't have the guy's YouTube name in front of me. I did write down his Top Shot name though. So it's Big Ticket Geo, I believe, and his uh, his was off to Mexico. And I uh, I was telling I was telling Justin and TJ earlier. It reminded me a little bit of Off to Moon, uh, which kind of has a Wen Pax vibe. So I uh, I liked it. I like Off to Mexico. Good. That was a pretty pretty solid one. So you will uh, Big Ticket Geo will get the CJ McCollum playoff moment from me. And that was Gio Puno, Gio Puno, and the YouTube. So well done there. I like that one too, off to Mexico, because that's probably where the glue factories are too. Once my horse like loses every race, as it always does. <laughs> you know, love it. it, love it. All right, and then mine came from Mac Cameron nine two three or MC on YouTube, and the one that I liked was Out with the Masses, and we like almost. Use this. We actually tried to use this. Justin, tell the people what happened when you tried to use this and name your Z horse out with the masses. Does anybody have a guess on why we could not use the name out with the masses? Because I tried and I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was offensive. I didn't think it was violent. Those are the things that uh, 
they really I mean, they make sure you don't use a name for. Uh, turns out it has a bad word in it. The name of a horse, an ass. Not wasn't already taken. Just you can't use the word ass in the middle of a word even for masses and stuff. So asses, yeah. So, so we had to make a pivot. And this, pivot. this is, oh, the name of the three horses is, is going to make me so happy. And I'll explain why in a second. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you you gotta show you gotta show them now at this point. Just yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'll, I'll make right. I'll, I'll make an unnecessary comment. You probably could have named your, named your horse WAP, but for some reason, masses is a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, granted, we we cannot because W A and P are not OTM, but it, it is what it is. Okay. So this is the on the moment stable. As you can see, our four originals are all electric violet EV. They had a little uh, procreation party. And here are the names we went with. Outlast the mundane, outplay the master, and outwit the market. Love it. He did it in the wrong order though, Justin. Outwit, outla outplay, outlast. I'm a big Survivor fan for any, <laughs> any of you people out there that still watch the greatest show on television television survivor outwit outplay outlast and i i love this i i saw that wit and i loved it and then uh we had already had didn't we already have one of them in our queue from before and so it just kind of came together nicely and has a, a good little theme to it yeah yeah we had um outlast the market as yeah, our original outlast. one and then yeah. once we had to get rid of outwit the masses we had to kind of move some things around but uh, shout out mark james survivor lfg the best just the best but uh, if people nice. have some uh, new horses and they want to race and want to have a little horse party, we, we may do that once uh, once Coop and TJ get their breeding done. Yeah, Perfect. for some reason, literally nothing on Zed works for me. I've <laughs> registered for like eight races and none of them ever actually ran. And then I've tried to put my horse in this stud like literally five times and I can't can't seem to make it happen. So Zed is just fully, fully broke uh, on my side. So we'll, we'll see if we can get the after dark stables to, uh, to wake up and have a little breeding party of their own. I like it. All right. We are coming up on an hour. Let's spin give the, the wheel. people what they've been waiting for. Let's spin this spin wheel. That wheel. So uh, we are Good spinning luck, this everybody. wheel for three moments. Gosh, we're giving a lot, a lot, a lot of moments today. So two moments <laughs> have been given to the two people who got the horses. One moment will be given to anyone who comments uh, their Top Shot username in the YouTube comments after the show is over. And then we're going to spin three times for Kuzma, for AD, and for Jalen Brunson. I know. You want to go, you wanna go in that order? Yeah. So we'll go Kuzma first. Let's do AD first, right. last. We're going to go Kuzma, Brunson, and then Brunson. finish with AD. All right, let's do it. Good luck, everyone. Uh, this is for Kyle Kuzma. Good luck. 71. You did well. Get them all in there. Okay, we're going. Ooh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Congratulations. Oh, let me uh, give a shout out here and a slash reminder. Um, if you won, please send us a DM with your Top Shot name. We have someone from our last show who has still not reached out to us. James Helton. This is going to be our last time that we're bringing this up. So uh, otherwise, we'll probably just re-gift it to someone else. But James Helton, if you are out there, send us your Top Shot username. We still have a 
Anthony Simmons, the wedgie dunk, uh, the wedgie uh, moment for you. Yeah, TJ, <laughs> I think uh, Jonathan here in the chat said it right. It will be, yeah, Top Shot username Stop. in the comments. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. It's been a long, long show. Tank All right, Bay's this is for uh, many the power plays against him. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. There you go. Mad Max in the chat. I like it. Make sure you send us that Top Shot username, please. <laughs> We're going, we're going. Oh, Joshua. 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 Nice. Okay, we got some new winners today. I like it. I like it. Congratulations. Is everyone live on the wheel? Everyone who had chatted. Um, I have not seen Ilya Course. Can you uh you want to add one more, Coop? Yeah, I can I can add one more. I What's will that? say that uh when it gets to the end of the show, the chat gets a little rowdy. Yeah. So yeah, those people know. chatting throughout the throughout the show. I can Better almost chance. guarantee I can almost guarantee you're on if you're chatting in the beginning of the show. Yeah. At the end, I can't always guarantee. All right, uh let's do it for A D. Alright. Good luck. Let's go, Anthony Davis. Where are we going? Gosh, the wheel looks so good. Just so many colors. There's electric filing in there. I'm sure one of our horses are going. <laughs> D Raposo. All right, D Raposo. Another another new name. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. So congratulations uh, to those three people. Please send us your top shot usernames in a week. We will then hopefully remember. If not, we sometimes forget. Then you message us, and then we remember. Uh, but Coop has made it a very seamless process for us to keep track of this. So we are good. Uh, just send us that username and uh, congrats on your moments. Yeah, it only took 40, 40 50 episodes to, to figure out a process to uh, successfully gift. So, you know, appreciate you guys and your patience uh, for myself behind the scenes. Uh, and and props, to, props to the boys in front of the scenes doing, doing a great job. Uh, coming to everyone with the, the vibes, the energy. Loved it tonight, boys. Well done. It's good to be back. We'll, uh, we'll be back on Monday, hopefully bringing on a guest, and uh, just, just getting back to it. Playoff Packs Friday. Hopefully everyone has their, their luck, maybe even able to get two, depending on how things go. I'll have my recap yeah. podcast on Friday. Anything else that we got going on for the people, Justin? Open demanding was strong, Jonathan. Don't worry. There's going to be more horses, so we'll have more opportunities. Um, no, this is great. It was great to be back. Uh, Go lightning, and um, uh, we've got some exciting stuff planned for the next couple of weeks. So uh, there's not going to be any lulls. We we got some fun. Keeping it moving here at Own the Moment, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for spending this evening with us. On behalf of Justin, on behalf of producer Coop, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.